Welcome to the Middle Class to Millionaires podcast, a no-nonsense show designed to help you punch fear in the face and create the life you've always dreamed of. Now, here are your hosts, Vince and Christian. What's up, guys? This is Christian uh, Mercado, and I'm here with my co-host, Bill Johnson. Or, or Vince Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so this is a... A, a podcast that we're starting and uh, it's kind of I think encompassing um, all aspects of business life wealth building so anyhow I th- on this first um, episode I think we're what we want to talk about well first of all give an intro about ourselves uh, kind of who we are because you guys probably don't know who we are and then kind of talk about a mindset and why it's important not only for you know achieving the goals that you set but for the future and and all you can achieve so okay so me uh, my name is christian like i said um i am a dallas native uh, born and christian raised. like i said is a long name yes it is three syllables no two just kidding <laughs> anyways so yeah born and raised in dallas the best city out there fyi dallas um, is the worst <laughs> and dallas is one hour away from dallas Ooh, that's very true sucks but we were in dallas the other night trying to get home from when we went to dinner and it took texas probably 30 minutes just to get down 366 per i was in that traffic too but (laughs) texas is also like 15 hours from texas so um (laughs) that's true so uh yeah so born and raised in dallas i mean um i didn't grow up with a whole lot um my parents were 17 and 14 when they had me and they were working extra hard working two jobs and stuff to make ends meet i didn't have a whole lot as a kid but i didn't feel that way and i just I thank them for, you know, going the extra mile to make sure it felt that I did. And then fast forward to college time, I went, you know, the traditional route. You know, I was told you must go to college, so I did. Um, and I got my undergrad in graphic design, and then about a year later, uh, did my MBA because the army was paying for it. The only reason, which gotta love it. Yeah, it's great. I mean, that's the only reason I did it. But I did, I did joined the army when I was 18 and then did reserve and then came back and uh, commissioned as a, a lieutenant. Um, and then shortly after that, I think in 2017, I bought my first house. I just woke up one day and I was like, I'm going to buy a house. And then a month later, I closed on it. So Nice. Uh, That's what I, I like mean, about you. Yeah, I mean. It, You're driven. It, yeah, I mean, the thing is, for me, it, I, it's always been if I'm going to do something, or if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Uh, and that's just kind of how it's been, so. Anyhow, that's kind of a brief history on me. We'll let uh, my guy Vince over here take over. (laughs) All right. So my name is Vince. I have a somewhat similar story as Christian. So for the most part, up until I was um, 12, I was actually kind of middle class. My mom's husband at the time, well, I thought we were middle class. Come to find out, they were in a loads of debt but we lived in a very nice house in a nice neighborhood and it's pretty I typical to, of america by the way yeah yeah um back in austin and then uh we moved back to louisiana and this is where kind of my poor journey started we were living in a house with my aunt and uncle and three cousins a three bedroom i think one bath maybe 1200 square feet so there were five six seven eight of us in this wow. in this house yeah and we were just getting by you know we had just moved states my mom was looking for a job, doing her best to provide for us, which she always did, all while pregnant with my sister. And I love my mom for that. 
but we barely had any money and we had to go to like a hand-me-down store just to get a school uniform because we had no money. Mm. So I'm wearing used clothes at a school where most everybody is, you know, from what it seems, pretty well off and yeah. I'm wearing used clothes. Well, today, shopping at the thrift store is cool. So. Yeah, now it's cool. <laughs> so I'm just an OG hipster, I guess. <laughs> so growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. My mom always made sure we were taken care of, though. And we never lacked. We just never had a lot. And I didn't even realize it growing up. And that was my norm. And I eventually decided to join the Marine Corps because we couldn't afford to send me to college uh, the traditional route. And I thought, you know, that was, that was the only way I was going to go to college. So... Uh, joined the Marine Corps with all intents of staying in, getting my degree and going to the FBI. And I got out. And for me, I thought college was going to be the thing that was going to make me all the money. So I got a degree on the government's dollar, which mm-hmm. is nice. And then uh, I got that degree in 2012. I didn't get a full-time job until 2015. It, even at the place where I got my job, I didn't even really need the degree. They just wanted to see that I knew what I was doing in video editing. Yeah, and that's how it is these days. I mean, you you go a lot of these W two jobs. Um, you have people with degrees and people that don't. So I mean, not necessarily a needed thing, just depending on your industry. But I will say, if you you know, we're not bashing uh, the traditional route. Um, we'll get as we progress in the show. We'll talk more about um, the. Uh, at least in my opinion, the disadvantages of, of uh, obtaining a degree. Um, but I mean, there are some careers that are or can be lucrative. Uh, you know, maybe a lawyer or doctor. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the thing with those is, you know, you got to go six figures in debt. And a lot of these doctors true. are still paying off their debt into their this is true. 40s. If you, do, if you do come up with your own practice, though, you know, you'll, you'll make... If you're smart, actually, uh, a lot of statistics say that uh, these uh, lawyers and stuff don't really build wealth. They do make a lot of income, but they don't build wealth because they're so stuck in trying to keep up with the lifestyle that they're or the image that is that comes with these uh, high income jobs mm-hmm. that people think they should have. Right. So um, even even though you do have a high income job, that doesn't necessarily mean that person is wealthy. Exactly. Do you want to talk about what the show is going to be about? The whole podcast? Like in general? Yeah. Um, Just a, a, an overview, so. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think we'll cover quite a bit of things. I mean, well, first, we'll, I mean, uh, we'll talk a lot about mindset. I think, I think mindset, for, and me personally, I think mindset is one of the most important things um, that you can have before mm-hmm. you achieve any goal mm-hmm. that you set, whether it's in real estate, whether it's in whatever it is. I think mindset is like the most important thing. Yeah, I have a lot of people come to me about wanting to get in real estate. You know, I post a lot of my stuff on Facebook. And so people come out of the woodworks that I haven't talked to in years asking me about stuff. Yeah. And what I find is a lot of people, not a lot, I think it's 99% of these people, it's mm. mindset. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I've had uh, I had an hour and a half coffee with a friend of mine a couple weeks ago. He's a smart dude. He knows that he wants to do real estate because he mm. knows what it can do for him. He's he has what's called analysis paralysis Oof, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um. So maybe that was a bad example, but a lot of people are in the mindset that you know, oh, I can't do it. It's too hard. Or sure. uh, I'm gonna have to do all this, this, and this. But really, it's I know it sounds so simple, and we can break it down. But when you when it clicks in your mind that you can do something, 
because people have gone before you and done the same thing. When you realize that really the rest of the stuff comes easy. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that I was talking to my wife the other day about this actually, but uh, we're discussing essentially, you know, we're not necess- you're not just born with a mindset to just you know build a build an empire or just you know take over the world or anything like that. So it comes with first, I think um, it comes with you got to build your self confidence first, right? Because like for me personally. Uh, I do a lot of self-talk like, you know, I'll tell myself, you know, you can do that or you can do that. Um, But I have a millionaire mind. Exactly. So like if if the thing is, if you don't if you don't believe that for yourself, then like the self-talk doesn't even matter. The things that will motivate you to go and do whatever goal you want to do doesn't even matter because you don't even have the confidence in yourself to to believe what you tell yourself. Right. So like the first step, I think, would be. to build your self-confidence and how do you build your self-confidence? I think by putting yourself in, um, in situations that make you uncomfortable. Uh, I think being uncomfortable, um, gets you. So for one, it gets you out of your comfort zone. It, it helps you think about different solutions to whatever problem that you you know, you put yourself in like being in the military, especially like as a, a platoon leader, we always did exercises where, you know, um, an IED blew up and took out four guys and you're in charge of getting into a position where you can suppress the enemy and then, and then taking care of your guys, um, having them apply their own life-saving medical treatment, you know, all trying to accomplish the mission. And we would practice these things all the time. And I think, um, just by putting, and, and you're under, you're being graded for this as, as a, to become a Lieutenant, you're graded on how you react to the situation. So I think, uh, doing a lot of those kind of exercises and other stuff in life that happens, you know, uh, losing a job. Now you got to figure out what to do or, mm-hmm. um, just those hard things in life. I, I love them. I, I love being in a hard situation cause I, it really tests me and, um, you know, it helps me develop uh, and grow as, as a person. So I think the first step is to put yourself in these situations and then you'll start to develop your self-confidence. And then once you get to that point, you can go on with the self-talk and motivation because now you know what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. So once you know your your capabilities, nothing can stop you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think when you have those big wins, you know, obviously it builds your confidence. Like for me, I I knew that before we were going to have our first kid that I was going to be working from home and we didn't expect to have her so soon. And so I would already plan on leaving my job, my full-time job to, to do something. At the time I was doing Turo, when we find out, you know, that we were pregnant and I had already, you know, felt that I was going to be leaving my job. And then for me, it was, I, there's a longer story to how I got into real estate, but I was like, I had the idea that I'm going to flip a house. I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to flip a house. It's, I'm going to have a lot of cash yeah. and I can keep doing it. Right. You know, like many, I got burnt on my first flip. And at that point it was make it or break it. I knew that I got to keep going. Not only did I not make the 40 grand I thought I was going to make, mm. now I'm almost that in debt because yeah. someone walked, you know? Yeah. So for me, my mindset was, there's nothing else. I'm not going back to a nine to five. I got a kid now. I got to do this. Like, right. I have to succeed. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, you know, what we like to call in the military resiliency, mm-hmm. you know, um, just because something bad happens to you doesn't mean it's the end of the world and you go on your couch and sit and cry and because mm-hmm. what does that do 
nothing. You're in the same spot. Right. Uh, what I found is a lot of people, when they face defeat and they're defeated, they just give up. Mm. Well, I tried. It didn't work. Well, I mean, we could, I could get really cliche and we could talk about all the famous inventors who tried thousands of times. Sure, sure. Well, let's get into it. I mean, like, let's look at uh, Walt Disney who pitched Walt Disney World uh, theme park 360-odd times and wow. was rejected every single time. Look at Thomas Edison who had a thousand patents on the light bulb or whatever. Yeah, I was thinking of him, actually. Yeah. And um, it The Wright took, brothers. Yeah. How many times before they finally flew? Exactly. Without them, we wouldn't have... Right. Yeah. So it's it's being able to, even though the first time didn't work, trying a different uh, a way, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just figuring out what went wrong. And like in my situation, you know, I I could say that it wasn't on me. I look back now and I know what I know. Don't pay people until the job is done. Don't right. pay cash so you can track it. At the time, I didn't know. I was just naive and I thought, you know, everything was going to be hunky-dory. So I learned from that, you know, those lessons. And now I've done, I don't know how many flips I lose count now, or remodels, 10 yeah. plus. And I would say those um, those lessons are, are worth it um, if, if you change your perspective on it, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like, man, I lost 20 or 30 grand. It's, uh, well, yeah, I lost, I lost money, but I learned some very invaluable lessons that... Mm-hmm. Now I know on my next on my next flip, like you know, I know for a fact that I'm not going to lose again because I learned from this experience. Right? Yeah, and what I joke about now is I got my hard lesson out of the way at the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, so I don't have to learn that one later. Yeah, you know when I'm killing it. And of course, there's still going to be hard lessons to come, though. I mean, uh, you know, d- getting to new different industries that you've you've never been in before. Like the whole the whole point of you know growing um, growing your wealth is to be able to grow bigger and bigger you know like buying a first you know 50 unit apartment right you're not you might not know how to navigate that completely you got you know this goes back to your uh, analysis paralysis thing why people get it is because they think they need to have all their ducks in a row mm-hmm. and um it, that's not that's not the case at all if you're gonna sit there and you know be worried about trying to have everything perfectly you're never gonna do that thing Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking for a quote right now that Ed Milet posted uh, maybe about a week ago. So, I mean, yeah, I think uh, just being able to just be like, all right, I don't know this, this, and this, but I'm going to go ahead and, and, and move forward with this goal or, or this this mission, this vision that I have, and I'll figure it out along the way. Mm-hmm. Ed says, stop waiting until you're ready. By the time you get started, it'll be too late. Yeah. You're never going to be completely ready. Timing matters in life. Courage matters. Faith matters. When you constant, when you consistently show courage and take calculated leaps of faith, your timing is always right on because you have built a habit of stepping into the unknown. But when you keep waiting to be perfectly prepared and to have everything in place, you'll miss your moment. The moment literally never arrives. And he keeps going on, but that's just so good that you can keep analyzing and analyzing and analyzing. And yeah. then, let's just say for real estate. You look at a deal and you're like, I think it might could work. And you analyze it and you're like, ah, but I don't know. What am I missing? This, this, and this. Like, okay, then someone's going to snatch that deal. So you lost out on that one. Now you got to analyze another one. Now you got to overthink that one. And then you're going to lose that one. Yeah. Instead of just thinking, you know, partnering with someone who's done it. Yeah. And letting them say, okay, hey, I think that's a good deal. Like on my first flip, this was Mm -hmm. a huge flip. I don't know. For me, I... Maybe my story is a little bit different. I was just kind of like, okay, I got to do a flip. I don't care. Like, hey, I think this works. But luckily, yeah. I had someone who, who looked over the deal for me and was like, yeah, I mean, if this were me, I'd be doing it too. 
And so I trusted that person. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do it. And so I was like, I'm buying a house. Yeah. But a lot of people get stuck just analyzing and or anything that it is thinking that they got to have everything in order, but we never have anything, everything in order. I'm, I'm flipping houses right now. We have three that we're trying to sell. And with each one of them, I have learned something new. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm just putting it in my little black book of lessons that Oh yeah, I I've, I gotta learn. I've learned my last one on the uh, Arlington one, where uh, you know uh, I I kind of took the wholesaler's word for the roof, and I looked at mm-hmm. the roof just uh, just looking at it, and I was like, oh, I mean, it looks good. And mm-hmm. you get up on there, and it needs about eleven hundred dollars in repair. And uh, and you're lucky they only ask for a repair, not a replacement. Yeah, exactly. I I, I lucked out on that one, but if I had needed a replacement, that would have been five grand out of my profit mm-hmm. uh, now i know you know I'm, I'm i might have to hop up on that roof next time and yeah take some pictures just yeah. to really confirm it but uh yeah my buddy did that on his first look you know and this was a house that's only a 2012 build so you figure no way the roof is bad yeah and kind of find out before closing the roof had complete hail damage it was totaled but from the floor it looked fine yeah just part of the process but uh as long as you keep moving forward i think it's it's great and you know to end on the on, on the point of analysis paralysis, I, I really think that um, perfectionism uh, kills profit. You mm-hmm. know, uh, and progress. Yeah, perfectionism kills kills profit and progress. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be stuck in the same place if you're going to just hope to have all the boxes checked. Yeah, and there's that that saying that we all know: you keep doing what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. Yeah. Okay. If you. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like it. I mean, it's so simple. If you don't try something new, if you don't learn from your mistakes and see what you could have done wrong or could have done differently, what you did wrong, keep doing what you're doing and you're going to keep being at your nine to five. Yeah, for sure. You know, not living the dream that you know you dream of while you're sitting at your desk. (laughs) Right, right. And that that just goes into a whole nother making someone else rich. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) It's all a pyramid scheme. Yeah, we can talk about uh, the whole, uh, you know, nine to five and working for someone else probably we could cover a whole podcast on that but, <laughs> yeah um, give me a couple of hours i could yeah dive into that one for someone who has a positive uh, mindset you know they believe that they create their life right mm-hmm. while while people the victim believe that life happens to them you have control of your life and if you're letting life control you or you're not only you're going to be stuck in the same place you're also going to have have you ever met the person who is always complaining, who is always, yes. always so has something bad. I got bad. something for that. They always have something bad happen to yes. them. Yes. So that, that comes from a lack of gratitude. Yeah, that's one of those so, things, yeah. Um, Gary V, Ed Milet, a bunch of these big names. Well, Gary V's his, his whole thing is stacking gratitude. I think Ed Milet coined that phrase too. Just if you, if you can be, even if you think the world is crashing on you, I don't think that it really is. Right. I think you're just seeing stuff that's going wrong. You're only seeing the negative things happening, and you're For thinking sure. that it's happening to you. Right. Instead of choosing to see all the good things that are happening to you. Right. If you are complaining, realize that you woke up with the ability to complain. Right. So you're God gave you on another negative. day to right. live. Yeah. And instead of focusing on thank God that I have another day to live right. and breathe, which is what I do in, in my quiet time in the morning. I yeah. think. Yeah. I always start out with gratitude. Yeah, I thank him that key. I'm alive. I thank him that my kids are breathing, yeah. that my wife is breathing. Yeah. I just consistently, a lot of my prayers, it's it's so, 
it almost annoys me, but I think it's maybe it's why I am the way that I am. I'm just always just thanking him. Yeah, I, I agree. I do the same thing. I, I, I wake up and I'm like, man, I am thankful that I have a roof over my head, mm-hmm. uh, that I have car a car to drive, you know, uh, food to eat, just the most basic things that people kind of take for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't, it really is. Like even yeah. your eyesight or your ability right. to walk. Right. I have two legs. So there's people out there that are missing all their limbs mm-hmm. and there's people out there that are missing all their limbs and they're killing it mm-hmm. there um there's a that speaker that that uh, came to uh, that gateway, gateway? Yeah. yeah i can't remember his name he's yeah. uh he's from uh i think he's russian Maybe yeah he's not. he's got a russian last name but anyways yeah. the point is he's missing all his limbs and he's a international speaker you know motivating people and telling people got a wife story. kids like he's yeah just... he has a wife he has a family like mm-hmm. like he is not using you know he didn't let his circumstances right. define how his his life was going to look right and, and that's the key you mm-hmm. know um i uh have a family member who just chooses to think that life is happening to them you know and i and ed i'm gonna talk about ed a lot because he has just transformed my thinking but life doesn't happen to you it happens for you if you feel like the world's crashing on you it's going to be hard to start being grateful for things. Right. But if you can consistently it, be grateful. For it's the, woe me kind of. Exactly. Yeah. If you can work your way out of that and be thankful, be thankful that you caught a green light. Be yeah. thankful that no one was at self-checkout and you didn't have to wait. Be thankful yeah, that so little things. you have gas in your car. So that brought to my mind how uh, kind of like creating habits, it's the small things that lead to uh, creating the habit by constantly uh, being grateful by you know, just that small thing, that small thing will lead to the big thing. It, it just goes back to even goals. Like you have that big goal and then you can, you do these little small things for that goal mm-hmm. and you might not feel like, man, this is, uh, this is just a small, nothing big. No, it's not a big deal, but it really leads up to that big goal. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think it all, all that plays a part in this. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to fall back on stories a lot from real estate, but people get this analysis paralysis that I talked about. They don't know, you know, if a deal is going to work or or whatever. Okay, just get in the habit of analyzing deals. Consistently look at comps, look at, you know, uh, rehab costs. Get re- get as familiar as you can with those things, like the back of your hand, that by the time you've analyzed 100 deals, even if it takes 100 deals to look at. I look at so many deals per week, it's, it's really annoying how many emails I get. Um, but now it's so second nature to me that I can weed them out almost by the subject. When the email comes in, if I see the city or if I see the zip code, I'm like, nope, not a deal. And if I do open it, I I can just from the photos and what the wholesaler might be selling it for, I'm like, nope, not a deal. Right. But again, habits. If you can get in the habit of uh, even, I know we're kind of jumping back and forth between the mindset and actually taking action. But if you can get in the habit of just analyzing deals, you finally can jump on one that, oh, hey, I've done enough. I've analyzed enough deals where I think this can work. So you've created a habit of knowing what to look for and now you know and you can jump on it. Right. Yeah, that's that's true. And then, I mean, that comes with just practicing, like you said, and then, you know, also knowing, you know, how much how much rehab is going to cost, right? How much uh, how much a roof will cost for a square mm-hmm. footage of this house or, um, you know, how much carpet's going to cost per square foot. Uh, just knowing that also contributes to, you know, so it, I think that that leads to... Um, essentially uh people that are uh wealthy people 
const- are constantly learning and growing. You know, unwealthy people. They sit they say, at home and they yeah, binge watch on their Netflix. This is true. Or and they, they say, go and they party on they, Friday nights. They already know, right? Right. Or they don't have time. Oof, oh, I don't have time. Man. I don't have time to read a book. Let me tell but you But you had time to binge watch The Office six times in the past year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't tell you that is the biggest crock. I, <laughs> I Whenever people tell me, well, I just don't have the time to do it. That's ridiculous because... When I was working full time, I was getting my master's. I was still, I was working a job that was at 60 hours at the time. You know, I was, I had a, a master's class that we were writing a ton. I had to write a hundred page paper in a span of six weeks mm-hmm. while working the 60 hours. And I was still educating myself. I was still, mm-hmm. you know, listening to my podcast, reading my books when I could, going to events when I could. There was no excuses. There's not. It's, it's, there are honestly anything that, you say to me is I'm gonna look at you and either, I, either I, if I know you, I'm gonna tell you, but if I don't know you, I'm just gonna look at you or in my mind think this is a bunch of excuses. Mm-hmm. There are no excuses for why you can't better yourself or why you can't achieve whatever goal you want to achieve. Yeah. And if you don't have time, wake up earlier. Yeah. I have two kids. They're two and eight months old. So they are demanding of time. So I don't have time really during the day to do the things I want to do. So what do I do? I'm waking up at four now. It used to be four thirty. Now I'm waking yeah. up at four, so that I can do what I want to do in, in my, depending on which one wakes up first. Two to three hours of free time. I'm making time to either get some work in or yeah. to read or to what have you. Okay, yeah, I still go to bed at nine thirty, ten, ten thirty, sometimes eleven. I only get five hours of sleep. Oh well, yeah. I made time to advance myself when I was. I didn't finish my master's, but when I was doing it, I out of nowhere just started enjoying reading books. I mean, literally, I didn't read books my whole life. Huh, I think yeah. I read like 10 books. But then in 2014, I was in uh, my first or second year of, of my master's degree, and I read 17 books that year on top of, well, including the books I had to read, but it, it was only a few. But I was still learning outside of sure. just school. It's continuous. While doing master's degree stuff. Right. Continuous growing and learning. Me personally, um, I've never really liked to read before. And uh, when I first started reading, uh, really, I guess maybe about a year and a half, two years ago, was when I really started reading books for my own personal development. And I would force myself to read because I know that this content was going to change my mindset. Mm-hmm. This content is going to change my life. And even I didn't, I, even if I didn't enjoy like reading and spending time like you know, flipping through pages, I knew what it would do for me. So I, I forced myself to do it. And you have mm-hmm. to, sometimes you have to do that. You have to force yourself to mm-hmm. do it. Look at all the, uh, the biggest CEOs, the big, the most wealthiest people here. Uh, they read tons and tons of books a year, 50 to 60 books a year. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no stopping. You're growing. Uh, I think, I think reading is very, it's vital to, uh, your mindset. I read books. Uh, I think I read maybe two, two or three a month. Maybe more on two, I guess. Each time I read a book, it just furthers my mindset. Uh, like the most recent one, I'm reading Compound Effect right now. Uh, short read, and before that, I listened to uh, Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Oh, my second round of that one. Yeah, I, yeah, I've read it twice actually in the in the last like month by a. Um, so Secrets of a Millionaire Mind by uh, T. Harv Ecker. I do recommend it to anybody that needs a complete mindset 
transition. Mm-hmm. Well, that and Rich Dad Poor Dad, which yeah. everyone their mom talks about. But to go back real quick on your, I can't remember where you were, but what I was going to say was if you have these dreams of being a millionaire or even if you don't want to be a millionaire, you just want to have enough money to kick back and relax. Free. Financially free. Yeah. If you want to be financially free, then you're going to have to do the things that other people aren't willing to do to yeah. get where you want to be. Right. Yeah. Which and is going to take waking up at four, maybe, yeah, and reading to. books. It's going to take waking up at four to watch YouTube videos on how to learn code yeah. or whatever. Hey, and even if you have a W-2, that's no excuse because I, you know, I have W-2 and I am still on the weekends, on, on the weekday. There are no excuses. you got two flips going right now. Yeah. We're about to have two Airbnbs together. Yeah, so two flips, two Airbnbs. Um, what, a, a new, uh, have, you have, you're in your first year of your marriage. Yeah. Uh, I have a rental property. Like there are no excuse. I, I mean, this, uh, this year I'm on track, uh, you know, or at least the goal is to, to leave the W2 by mid year. Um, I, I have been, you have to, we have things to do. Yeah, we have things to do. So, I mean, I think, uh, you can give me all, like I said, you can give me all the excuses in the world. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a list of the things that I've done while, while I had a W two, mm-hmm. um, and uh, if you really want something bad enough, you're gonna do whatever it takes, mm-hmm. and that's that's what that's the thing. People are not willing to do what it takes. They want they basically they want level ten results, but they don't want to be a level ten person. It's because of our culture now. Of it's course, instant, instant gratification, gratification. Yeah, and yeah. these these what you know what you can call YouTube sensations where yeah, and it's not and what the people don't see though is the people who are these sudden YouTube uh, sensations. They don't see all the work that they put in before they became sure. popular. They could yeah. have put out a thousand videos before their first video ever right. made it somewhere. Yeah. They put in hours of people not watching anything. Yeah. They probably saw so many videos that had 42 views, 50 something mm-hmm. views until that one finally took off. And it's the same with everything else. Right. It's like the, it's like an iceberg. You see the tip, but you don't see mm-hmm. like the thousand foot. Yeah. Or deep the, the tree that's sitting there, you know, above ground, but you don't see the roots for sure. that go way, 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 way far down. Right. Yeah. All that work that it took to get to where you are. Yeah. You can't just, you, you can't just play the lottery and hope to become a millionaire. The odds are stacked against you. You're going to have to do things that are going to make you uncomfortable, that are going to suck, that you're going to have to grind. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's like climbing up a, a mountain. When you finally get to that peak and you all that work has paid off, it's just downhill from there. Now you're yeah. just chilling on your interests. That's true. That reminds me, I just watched a, a free solo on Netflix or whatever. The, have you heard that? Mm-mm. It's a it's a guy who's a rock climber and he uh, he um, he free solos basically climbing mountains without a harness, um, and he just climbed a thirty two hundred foot um, mountain or whatever they're called cliff without a harness. Oh my goodness, that's insane. That that's mindset, uh-huh. right? That's pure mindset. There's no other way. Mm-hmm. That that's not nothing else besides that. I mean, you, we, there's people like this that are out there that are extreme examples of of if they want something they're going to achieve it so it's crazy how far you know we can go as humans and how successful we can be or how like the things that we can do the things that we can achieve if we really put our mind to it yeah i'm going to bring him up again ed Milet, my man my man he uh when he was a kid he tells the story all the time when he was a kid he used to walk along laguna beach and would point up at the houses and say one day i'm going to have a house on this beach this is a kid. Yeah. You know, he always tells a story like he's probably 12 or 13 something. 
wanting a house in Laguna Beach, obviously probably not knowing mm-hmm. what the property values would be by the time he finally had one. I think he's in his 50s, you know, and what it would take to, to pay for that. Sure. And now guess where Ed Milad's house is? Laguna Beach. It's on Laguna Beach. <laughs> Imagine that. Huh, that's yeah. funny. And he's got a house in Idaho too. Right. All paid for, all cash. Yeah. Because he he put in the work that was necessary to achieve his dreams because for he had sure. the mindset that I have to do this. I have to win. Right. Obviously, he he had his struggles. He tells yeah, of course. many stories where he didn't have water. So him and his wife had to go down to like a, a hotel pool where they had a shower right. to shower. You know, I, th- I think it's interesting that a lot of these people that are extremely successful, um, a lot of them uh, have stories of, of like uh, immense struggle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you look at like a lot of uh, these self-made millionaires. A lot of them are um, first-generation immigrants to this country. It's, it's very interesting mm-hmm. that, um, you know, being in a, in a place of struggle really, I don't know if it's a, just a motivation factor or what it is, but uh, I mean, not to say that you you have to, be living in a car to to be a millionaire but it's just interesting well i think i think people who come from nothing to become wealthy have the, the mindset of it, for them like it, it it has it's this or nothing and, and they're, they're they're grateful because they came from nothing exactly they have that that gratitude they didn't have everything handed to them where they right. think life is just gonna become easy for them i think some of the most successful people are people who came from nothing look at gary v yeah yeah. His family immigrated from, I'm going to botch the country, but somewhere over in Europe. Yeah, yeah. And they were they were nothing, yeah. you know. And look at him now. Yeah. He's probably the most well-known motivational uh, speaker. Dwayne Johnson. You know, there's a, he talks about all the time, if you follow The Rock, uh, he uh, talks about having $7 in his pocket and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, you know, getting his, his dream was to be a NFL pro football player or whatever. And that didn't work out for him and, you know, had seven bucks in his pocket and nowhere to go, but that's not where his, his, his dream stopped. So, um, Mm -hmm. I like his story. Yeah. It's cool story. Check him out. He's, he's a fantastic, not only businessman, but, um, he's just a good human. Yeah. He's definitely, he's one of those people who's just grateful. Oh yeah. He put out a video the other day, just thanking his, his fans for just the support. Yeah, he, he talks just sat about there it. and just thank them. He said he talks about it. He, he he mentions this all the time in his videos, being grateful for where where he's been, um, and and just continuously being grateful uh, is a big factor to his success. Mm-hmm. So once you let's say once you have said mindset, right? You know, reading and, and educating yourself constantly. It's like exercising, right? Like, you know, you want to go to the gym. You're not going to lose weight by going to the gym once a week. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with your mindset, like constantly exercising it. So reading um, is one of them. Uh, who you hang around. Was, that's uh, what I was thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who you hang around, I think, is is, is key. Uh, one of the keys um, to continuing to uh, grow your mindset and, and, and be where you want to be. Because uh, there's one of my favorite sayings is, uh, um, you know, hang around five millionaires and you'll be the sixth. Right. Hmm. Um I think, uh, and that, that goes to look who you're around. You're the average of your five friends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, your income is the average of your five friends. So yeah. if you're if you're um, hanging around, you know, and I get you've been friends for a long time, but you know, if if you're if they're more important than where you want to be uh, for your family, you know, for your future, for your legacy, mm-hmm. that's on you. But 
not for me, you know? I've been fortunate enough to be friends with you because you have the mindset of, you know, even though we're both not millionaires, we're both not humongous earners. But we will be. But we will be. We have the mindset of what it's going to take to get there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my other business partner on these flips is, uh, I don't know his net worth, but I know he's a millionaire. Just being in his in his mind and learning from him and the stuff that he thinks of that I don't even think of when we're doing these houses is helping me not just be just a house flipper. Like now mm-hmm. I'm really learning what it takes to have, let's just call it a flipping business. Sure. In my mind's eye, I consider like the, some of the people I follow yeah. to be my friend in a way that I'm trying to surround myself with them right. by either listening to their content or watching their videos, just soaking in who they are and the mindset that they have so that I can be like them too. For sure. Because not, not all of my friends want to be millionaires or wealthy, and that's fine. They got their yeah. own thing. But I do because of the, the things that my wife and I want to do. So I'm by proxy yeah. as, um, surrounding myself with people who, who are where I want to be. And it's tough, man. I mean, you know, you have family and, and longtime friends that maybe will never think in, in the way that, you know, you do or I do. And, you know, it's not like you're just completely just like cut off. You're, you're out of my life forever. But it's kind of more like, a well, how much time am I spending mm-hmm. uh, with this uh, person? When you're around people with small mindsets, you get uh, kind of uncomfortable talking to them about uh, the big things that you think about, like mm-hmm. the, the, your normal mindset. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you, dr- you, you dream and you think so big that, you know, you, you're, you're uncomfortable around small minded people. Yeah. And it's not to be mean in any way. It's just, it's just how it is. I mean, sometimes you gotta be blunt. Look, there's there's a quote. I can't remember how it goes, but it's it's um, like poor people talk about um, people. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah um, people. Middle class people talk about people something. and and ideas. Yeah, and then rich people talk about like whatever it is. I remember, man, this was this is when I think I realized that I have a different mindset than a lot of people that I know. We were at a dinner, a birthday dinner of one of my wife's friends. And I mean, you know me, you know, yeah. all I talk about is business and real estate, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's and, a passion. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting there with probably five or six couples, you know, maybe more than that. Let's just say 12 to 14 people. And all the conversation was around TV shows and movies mm. the whole time. Yeah. And I just found myself not engaged at all because yeah. I don't watch TV. Like we literally don't watch TV. Right. We have seen, now we're in 2020. In 2019, we saw, I think, two or three movies. Yeah. I don't, that, that's not, and I'm not bashing TV or movies at all. I, I think, mean. I think it can be a great time to just chill. Yeah, relax. Yeah. But that's all they talked about. Yeah. And I found myself being so like, I felt like I was way out of place because yeah. that's not the mindset I'm in. I don't want to talk about TV shows. Yeah. I yeah. love The Office as much as the next person and right. friends. It's a classic. And, you know, um, huge Star Wars fan, yeah. uh, Avengers fan, but, Oof, you know, eh, whatever, get out of here. <laughs> but I don't want to talk about that all day. Yeah. I want to talk about, yeah. you know, like when we get together, we all we talk about is real estate or Airbnbs or. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot of cars too, but. For sure. Cars. I'm trying to grow. Exactly. I'm not trying to. What is this TV show going to matter to me in a year? Yeah, it's. Did not. it did it build my net worth? 
No. Did it help me go to Hawaii? Nope. Did it help me um, break away from a nine-to-five? No. Then why am I talking about it? Right. It's a waste of time. Yeah. And, and um, you know, I have kind of like a, like a um, I don't know what you call it, maybe uh, a theory, I guess, whatever. You know, you can have broken down 30, 30, 33, 33, 33. So 33 of the, of the people that you're around uh, are, are um, not to sound demeaning, but uh, beneath you like you know mm-hmm. like uh professionally or or successful so you you can be a mentor to them mm-hmm. and then the next 33 percent they're on your same level um and then the 33 above that is someone that's way more successful than you so they so they're almost like a mentor to you um if you want to split your time up that way and not just cold turkey everyone that's not you know um mm-hmm your friend you can you can essentially be a mentor to somebody else but if they if all they want to do is talk about friends and i mean other people and and whatnot you know you you need to step back and be like all right how am i really using this time mm-hmm. uh, or if they're just the people who they're interested in what you do like i get a lot and they want to take your time to hear about all that you do yeah and they could go watch hgtv or youtube they almost demand to meet with me. Not not really demand. They're like, hey, when can we get together? Yeah, yeah. So I can learn about what you're doing. That's going to take out my time for, for what sure. I'm trying to do. Yeah. Because I can almost guarantee you that you're going to come sit with me and I'm going to talk to you about what I do. You're going to think that's so cool. You're going to say, I wish I could do that. And then you're not going to take action. Right. You've just wasted my time. I yeah. know what I'm worth per hour and yeah. you, just, you just cost me money. Right. So like, yeah. So like I've told you before, what I do is I'll have them, I'll tell them, hey, uh, if you're interested in this stuff, I, I got a book for you to read, and uh, I want to recommend I keep it to you. That I need to do yeah, um, I, I recommend them to read a book, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, or whatever you know the, the case may be. And uh, I've I found that a lot of the times after like two or three months, I'm like, hey, did you read the book? Oh, I haven't had time. I didn't have time. <laughs> I yeah, I've been busy. I read that book in four hours. Yeah, I literally. You can make time. Yeah, I literally read that book in one day. And so, if you want it bad enough. And so yeah, it's that, how bad do you want it? That's the first thing that, that you know, if, if it's not my life, that's your life. Mm-hmm. This book is to help you, not me. I've already read the book mm-hmm. plenty of times. I've already made the steps. I'm already making moves to where I want to be. So I don't, I don't care. I think I'm going to make that a requirement for anyone who wants to meet with the, with me. I will gladly meet with them if they read rich dad, poor dad and, uh, millionaire next door that's just one that came to my head yeah i think that's that's a great requirement that's that's what i've been doing and uh i i uh like i made I, the other day uh um i have a cousin and and uh i he came over to the arlington flip that i had uh, he's an hvac tech mm-hmm. and um uh, i was just talking to him a little bit about um kind of the real estate stuff and and uh, about the i, I mentioned him t- uh, for him to read a book this the rich dad poor dad i think that was the first one he read and, um, uh, you know, he, uh, being around my family, uh, he grew up, you know, just kind of in that same cycle. And, um, he literally like finished rich dad, poor dad in a day, secrets of a millionaire, um, a millionaire mind in a day, 10 hmm. X rule by Grant Cardone in a day. Um, and I gave him two more books and it shocked me. I was like, that's someone who, who wants it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was like, and I was so surprised. I was like, Cause you know, I didn't, I didn't think he was super interested in this stuff. I just threw him out there cause I love teaching people and, and, you know, being able to get people to think different, but that was, I was blown away. And, uh, and you know, he's still wanting more. It's people like that, that I'm willing to spend some time mm-hmm. with 
mm-hmm. not the people that are going to take four to five months to read a book. And it's just simple as that. Yeah. Like my one friend who I was talking about earlier, he, he wants it. He's, he's feeling a little fear and whatnot and he's stuck, but he's someone who I have told that when he gets a deal that he wants to look at, I would gladly help him look at it. You know, this is someone who I know how bad he wants it and I know what he's doing to try to get it. So I'm going to, I'm going to allow that time with him. And I don't mean that in a cocky way. I mean it in a way that just like me, your time is valuable. My time is valuable too. So I want to use it to, you know, the best of my ability and your ability. And if you're not going to take things serious, I'm not your person to talk to. Right. You could go yeah. look on YouTube until you yeah. think you're ready, but I'm someone who I'm, I'm willing and ready to help someone who is serious. Yeah. And you'll find out with anybody out here making moves, like go and ask them how many messages do they get in their inbox? How many times do people ask them? you know, for, for favors. And the, here's a, the most Let me annoying, show you so many, and the, I'm not even a big player. Yeah. The most annoying thing I see is people that seem helpless. Like, first of all, search Google first, mm-hmm. like, okay, how do I do this? Like, uh, I follow a, a rental arbitrage page on Facebook and a lot of them ask, uh, how do I learn more about rental arbitrage? <laughs> Like, are you, can you type that question into Google? <laughs> like, are you, how about go to YouTube and see if you can find a video before, before asking someone with experience, uh-huh. you know, go and do that. Your go do your due diligence first. Mm-hmm. You know, people just want to hand it to them. They don't want to take the time. Exactly. They don't want to do the work exactly. that it takes to get to where they want to be. Right. Yeah. And if you have that mindset of you want other people to help you and you can't even do stuff on your own. Yeah. Good luck. Exactly. Not yeah. everyone's gonna help you. Not everyone. Yeah. And it's, I get it. We're in our own world. So we think our world revolves around us in a way. We all think that because technically our world does revolve around us. But when you, when you think that people just want to spend all their time helping you, yeah, they don't, they got their own things that they're trying to do. For sure. You need to do the work that it takes to get to where you want to be. that right. other people aren't willing to do. Period. Yeah. yeah. Stop asking Google questions. Google it yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Or YouTube, one of the greatest. Yeah, internet's great. Yeah. Anytime I have a problem, I will first search Google. Or... That's how I made it through undergrad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Same thing. I mean, I will first search the internet before I ask someone that knows, right? Mm-hmm. If if I if I can't solve a problem, I'll, I'll then at that point, I'll the someone that the someone that does know, I'll say, hey, uh, I looked at this first. I, I couldn't figure it out. Um, I've been searching for a little bit. You know, what do you have any advice? Mm-hmm. I don't first go to them with a simple freaking question mm-hmm. that can be searched on your own. We hope this first episode of Middle Class to Millionaires helped you in some way understand the importance of making a shift in your mindset. We've got a lot more coming and we're stoked to share it with you. Stay tuned for more. Yeah. It's going to get real. It's going to get real, real. This episode of the Middle Class to Millionaires podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more tips and strategies on entrepreneurship, life, and business to help you create the life you've always dreamed of. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content on planet Earth.